Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. In the age of online retail, buying a car should be no different. That's why Carvana invented a brand new way to buy a car that's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made a purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door. Or you can pick it up from one of their coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a 7-day return policy ensuring you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check out the nation's fastest-growing auto retailer at Carvana.com. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. Welcome, everybody. Episode number two of Best of the Rest here on the Wrestling Sheet Podcast feed. My name is Aaron Turner. I will be one of your hosts for this fine program. Joining me, as always, for the future and always, will be Rachel Sam Evans. Rachel, how are you doing today? Hello. Happy New Year. It's the Jewish New Year. Year. Happy New Year. Man, a a light (laughs) week. Of wrestling this week. Not not too much going on. There are some things. We're going to talk about some things. Yeah, some stuff and some things. Yeah, there's some things. You know, not- I, I didn't ask you this last week. This is kind of off the cuff. We didn't even talk about this beforehand. But 
Are you by chance a a pro wrestling figure fan? Do you collect figures by chance? Oh, I sure do. I'm a. I was actually at the. Yeah, I'm a big oh, okay. Funko Funko fanatic. Um, okay. Yeah, I was at the Funko Fun Days party this year at Comic Con. I'm. Well, yeah, the, I'm the into reason it. I ask I'm is uh, Kurt Hawkins <laughs> and Zack Ryder have like a new wrestling figure podcast, and it's like my jam now. Like hmm. I never knew it was a thing that I needed. Really? But I think I can't. That's what I thought what they too. Would talk about. But once you start listening, you're like, "Oh my god, there's so uh-huh. much I didn't know." Like this is this is fascinating. And the, uh, Zach Ryder was talking today about these figures from Spain of like Hulk Hogan, the Ultimate Warrior, and like Jake the Snake that had like real hair. And they are oh, you got to Google oh, yeah. these. These are bizarro, oh, wow. bizarro looking like. Yeah, they look like living dead dolls. I I don't know. Who's I don't hair? I don't know whose hair it is, but it's weird. Like Hulk Hogan. Uh, well, it's I doubt it's Hulk hair, Hogan's hair. He didn't have much to spare. <laughs> let's be honest, but it's just that's true. Maybe that's why he didn't have much oh hair. He was God. donating oh. it to the dolls. Oh, that just sounds horrible. But <laughs> I just wanted out. to throw that in there because it's one of it's has really nothing to do with this show at all. But it's it is the rest of something, I guess. But. It's just something that has really weirded me out yeah. since they talked about it, and I went and researched it. But if you're a wrestling figure nerd, uh, yeah, check out the the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. It's pretty awesome. That's I love that. I love I love fringe interests when it comes to professional wrestlers. I like I love learning things. Like, oh, he was at that party. What am I thinking? Zack Ryder was in the show at the Funko got him party. Everywhere. No wonder that guy. Wow. Well. You have been at some local indie events in your area, and uh, I want you to talk about them because you were telling me that you had one heck of a busy week and still ongoing busy week wrestling-wise. So so what happened? Where were you? Yeah, I am right in the middle of a crazy week of wrestling. I am going to five shows. (laughs) So um, I might die. I don't know. yeah, I'll try not to so I can report back. But so far, I have gone to two bar wrestling shows, one on, wait, what is today? Yep, one on Wednesday and one on Thursday. And um, I didn't know that they oh. were essentially oh, the no. same card. <laughs> but, yeah, no, but it's fine because, like, they brought it. I understand. It's a different vibe completely. It's a different show completely, especially, like, in all, yeah, the actually the comparison of the two is pretty interesting. So like in uh the on Wednesday they had the show at a place called the 1720 which is a very like hip venue downtown. It's kind of like a warehouse. Um yeah, the last time I went there was for this like very like weird underground birthday party where there was actually wrestling there and a whole mm-hmm. petting zoo. It's like a very cool place. Um and so they had it there full bar and everything and it was amazing like the whole show start to finish was amazing and I wish I could remember more of the top of it because I was just kind of like arriving and saying hi to people but most notably and I would say the biggest contrast between the two shows were uh the was the PP Ray match so they fought the uh the Bays which is Heather Monroe and oh my god, I don't want to be wrong about this. Ooh, uh, I think it's Candice LeRae. Yeah, 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 it is. Um, and wow, sorry, my brain. Friday, seven p.m. brain. But uh, 
they fought each other and it was incredible. It's just like a fun, good time match. Very physical, obviously. But the one downtown LA, the boys just like went balls to the wall in the most literal way. Like pants were off and butts were in the air and butts, heads were in butts, bare butts. It was like kind of bordering like a kink show which is like you know something that you would probably expect from bar wrestling being run by joey ryan um and joey ryan also had a trios match at the end with i I saw the clip i saw the clip (laughs) yeah oh you did okay great yeah yeah yeah. i'm not sure i just saw the clip That's that's all i saw Oh, it was Tyler Bateman. That's what it was. Oh, that was so much fun. Um, Yeah, overall, it was just like a very, very good week of wrestling. But most notably was definitely the PP Ray match, which was great because Peter Avalon was my put over last episode. Um, But the match in Baldwin Hills was uh, obviously there was not a lot of butts because there are a lot of kids in the audience. Like the stark difference between these two shows is unbelievable. (laughs) Like one was very gross and very sexual and I loved it. And that's definitely my vibe. And then the Thursday one was very well lit with a lot of children. Also, Eric Watts was there. And I just have to say, Eric Watts is incredible. Um, I'm sure he will be a put over of mine in the near, near future. So I won't go too okay. in too deep with him, but he's so amazing. He's so physical. He's so large, but swift at the same time. Um, he fought Taya, which was an amazing match because she's the best. Uh, yeah. So if you don't know Eric Watts, go check him out. You might remember him from Tough Enough. Uh, was he like the big tall guy? <laughs> did you guy? ever watch that? Okay. I was going to say, was yeah, he the guy big, that big won guy. it though? Was he the guy that yeah. won the last one? That wasn't him. Okay. No. Yeah, I'm out of the loop. No, but he should have. He's, he's number one good guy. That's how I describe people oh, okay. I like. Number one you good did, guy. You did mention Taya, and she yeah. was there, and uh, who else? Brian oh. Cage. Oh, yeah. Yes, Brian Cage was there. That was that was great. He fought um, with Jeff Cobb, which was super fun. But I do, again, I do have to mention um, the 1720 show, the Wednesday night show. Taya mm-hmm. fought Viper, and that was... Whew, that was so amazing. Viper is a beast. Like I, I've seen her on TV and we've all seen her on TV. Uh, like during the May Young classic, right, yeah. that was that last year, right? Okay, great. Yeah. She is incredible in person, better than I could have ever imagined. Um, she connects so hard <laughs> that there were a couple times I ran to the like side of the ring and I was like, is everyone <laughs> okay? <laughs> but everyone was okay. It was an incredible match. I don't even remember who won. It was a very drunken night. I don't know if you can no, tell. I drank no, a lot. <laughs> no. At a wrestling no, show? who, me? No. I know. Well, I. it was funny because I walked in. Oh, by the way, shout out to the three guys who uh, recognized me from we this podcast. We got fans already. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. It was incredible. That's why I got so drunk. I walked in and these guys were like, yes, I know who you are. You were buying you drinks, and I was like, "It's a tequila night." That's a lot. I um, I didn't get to go to any local shows because, well, there really weren't any. It seems like MLW is kind of getting out of this area because, uh, the the venue that they ran Mm. uh, was Guilt Nightclub, and Guilt is like, uh, it's kind of on like the outskirts of a seedier part of town, and there was a shooting there 
recently. Not, I don't think anybody got hurt. I don't think anybody got oh, hurt. No. I just think it was like some bravado gun going on. Like, oh, I'm going to shoot my gun in the air. But um, yeah, I don't think, I don't know if that's part of it, but they're not running guilt. They've been running like Fort Lauderdale and they're going back to New York. So I don't know if they're trying to, I have to talk to somebody about that, but um, NXT tickets. That's all I got this week. I got tickets for NXT. So yay. Um, Yay. One matter of business uh, from last week that I have to clear up was um, I screwed up. Yeah. Hmm. I said the words, hey, I'm a wrestling historian. And then it bit me in the ass because we were talking about <laughs> the Mae Young Classic. And I was like, Vanessa Craven, she's Canadian. She's like the only Canadian in there. Like, what's going on? Ooh, I didn't give Nicole Matthews her due. She's also Canadian. So Can- uh, Canada. Canada is represented two times. <laughs> Vanessa Craven and Nicole Matthews. Sorry, Nicole. I in Canada. I'm sorry for not giving you your due for your two. <laughs> sorry yeah, to usually all Usually we blame Canada. Canada, but for this one, we're just sorry, Canada. Oh, not in this podcast. We will be revisiting Canada okay, well, later. South Park reference, but yeah. Uh, sorry to Nicole, but yeah, two oh. Canadians in the May Young Classic. So sorry about that. But let's go ahead and jump into some. We got some news this week, which is a nice change of pace. Ooh. How about uh, Pentagon Junior? I think we know we both know him pretty well. He was talking yes. at a recent PCW Ultra show after he wrestled Hammerstone and beat him, and he said mm-hmm. uh, he's not going anywhere. There's a lot of rumors about he and Phoenix uh, maybe going to NXT or maybe WWE Bound and. It, it gets higher and higher after all in it got louder and louder and and pentagon says he's not yeah. going anywhere what do you think when you hear him say that do you believe him or is it some kind of clever ruse okay. no 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 i totally believe him um <clears throat> i i don't think i think that right now they're both kind of at the height of the career that they've built themselves um both in Lucha Underground and outside of Lucha Underground. And I think they get enough work and are doing enough things right now to not warrant a trip to WWE. Cause, and it's also, also just on my end, I haven't heard anything um, about that, but I, I also, I don't know. I'm a little bit of a romantic. So I like to believe that people are loyal. Like I will stay in a shitty situation just because I'm like, I'm fiercely loyal. (laughs) So I'm like, uh, I don't know. I, I I believe them. I think they're going to stay. I think they have more work to do uh, in Lucha, in the Indies. And they're, the reaction that they get from the crowd right now is so warm and like so special. And they are so beloved that they're just going to have to rebuild all of that if they go to NXT. I don't want to see yeah, that I think I think you make a great point right there. I don't think they're going anywhere either. Uh, you know, Pentagon is the current... Lucha Underground champion that could change next week. We'll talk about that later. And then Phoenix is the AAA mega champion. So he just won that title. So it's kind of hard to to do that when you have both of these guys in these prestige organizations as their top guy. That kind of threw up a flag Mm -hmm. for me. It's one of those things. Yeah, and I also... I I also am wary of any news following All In because it was such a sensational event that people... like the rumor mill was open for business because it's such a large stage that people assume, Oh, that must mean WWE. That must mean whatever. And it just doesn't, it just means that they achieve something huge. And if anything, they're going to take this time to kind of bask in that and then evaluate and move on. 
but I, you know, I don't really believe any rumors to come out of all. And I just, I just, I really think it would be hard, especially for Pentagon to go to NXT or, or WWE. Because I'm afraid fans would be like, what is this? He's a, he's a Lucha ghost ninja. I don't know what that is. Well, he would probably drop the dark thing and just like Pentagon. Yeah. Pentagon Azteca, but, um, yeah, no, no, no. He he has so much more work to do, and he has not like not in a you need to do work way, and like a there's the path for him is so bright and so lush that I would hate to see him leave it, leave us. I don't want to, <laughs> don't yeah, leave us. Yeah, stay where you're at. We like you. In also, yeah, very selfishly, I live in Los Angeles. I get to see him wrestle. I was at that PCW show. Like, I get to see him wrestle all mm-hmm. the time. And so if he leaves, then, like, you know, that's bad for me. The uh, the other piece of news we have is that the uh, the NWA will run a 70th anniversary show in Nashville, Tennessee, on October 21st. Uh, Cody versus Nick Aldis, too, for the NWA championship will headline. Uh, tickets went on sale today, actually, and it's not a sellout yet, so it's not kind of like all-in or uh, the super show kind of numbers, but they sold a good amount of tickets. Uh, I went on there to mm-hmm. just kind of feel the vibe and see what was going on. And they, they had sold a good chunk. You could still get a decent ticket if you wanted to though. Um, you know, do you like, what is your interest level in an NWA 70th anniversary show? Uh... <laughs> yeah, fair Midland, in my eyes, for me personally, kind of like, uh, yeah, fine. I agree. I'm fine with it. I also am not like over the moon about seeing Cody and Aldis again. Right. Like, I, you know, I, it's going to be great. It's going to be an amazing match. But at this point, there's maybe it's just I'm just spoiled. I'm just inundated with wrestling that I need to see something different. Um, and I also wasn't prepared for this to be a saga. Like, I wasn't prepared for this to be a whole thing. Yeah. Um, Cody Rhodes and Nick Aldis. So, like, I guess that's it where I'm. It just kind of feels like. <laughs> This feels very WCW to me. Like I know it's a yeah. I know it's a 70th anniversary show and the NWA has this long prestige, but it was also dormant for like 20 years. So it's really like 50th anniversary if we're if we're being mm-hmm. honest here. But you know, Cody has injected some new life into that NWA championship uh as of right now, but I I don't know. Like if I'm going to pay, if I'm going to go to ten- to Nashville, it's not that far, but if I'm going to go to Nashville to go to a show like this. I, I need more than just, hey, it's Cody and Nick Aldis, too. That puts a lot of butts in the seats right there, to quote Tony Schiavone. Right. But it's not enough for me. Like, I need I need, I need need to know what else is going on. Because, like, we were talking off air, and I'm like, the NWA has, like, five guys in it. It's, like, Nick Aldis, uh, Crimson. Uh, I think I think PJ Black was doing some stuff with the NWA. And I'm like, eh, that's oh, like, sure. yeah. it's it. It's, like. Tim Storm is like five dudes. And it's like, I can't really build a card on five dudes. And I'm sure you'll have legends there. I'm sure, you know, Lex Luger will be there and Terry Funk and these NWA legends. That's cool. That's cool. But I I also, I would, I wouldn't, I'll watch it. I'll watch it like in (laughs) pay-per-view. Sure. Yeah. I think, I think that's where, that's where it's better served for me also. You know, I'll throw $30 down on a pay-per-view. I'll definitely watch it then, but yeah i don't know man i don't know maybe if maybe if the nwa was like like running full steam for a little while mm-hmm. then i would be more interested but it just kind of feels like this just popped up and it was like yeah they need a little bit of a yeah, face like you haven't quite earned it yet in my no opinion. they haven't 
They haven't. But I yeah, I think they I think that company needs a little it'd be interesting if they just gave it to PJ Black and were like, hey, just like do whatever you want with this company. Let's get to talking to about some actual wrestling, and it was week two, still the first round of the May Young Classic. We had Mercedes Martinez who defeated Ashley Rain or Madison Rain, whoever you want to call her. Yeah. And we had uh, Casey Catanzaro uh, defeating Reina Gonzalez. Had Diana Perrazzo defeat Priscilla Kelly. And we had Zuxies defeat Ariel Monroe. Now, man, I got to tell you, like being in attendance, the thing that I think everybody was most upset about yeah. was Ariel Monroe losing. Like, Big Swole is way over with the crowd. Like everybody knows her because she's somewhat local. I she I think she's from St. Petersburg, maybe oh, not. Okay. But she's she's a Florida staple. She's always around Central Florida, South Florida wrestling in the independence. Oh, she's and of course, so she, much fun too. She's great. She's great. She's got a real swagger about her. She's ripped. She's got a military background. She's athletic. Yeah. She's got all these tools, man. And everybody was so hot for her. And then she lost. Yeah. And I don't think the crowd knew what to do. We're all just like, what? Part of me wonders if something like this is part of a larger plan. Like, I don't know how much the Mayan Classic ties into the storylines that will inevitably happen if they become part of the company. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that, I, I don't know. I have to believe that there's a reason because I totally agree. And I have no, like, emotional connection to her, no geographical connection to her. I just saw her wrestle and I was like, she... I she is everything. <laughs> she's she really does have it. When you see somebody, you're like, oh man, she's gonna go far. And it surprises me that she hasn't been she's not signed to an NXT contract yet. So it's kind of confusing as yeah. to why she was out. I know they tend to keep their own people um in the tournament to kind of get some eyes on them, but I don't know. That would just kinda Yeah. That one weirded me out. She has gotten it. Like she um was on up, up, down, down. So, oh yeah, Xavier Woodshow. Sure. Yeah, so she's like kind of in with people, and I think, like at least they were buddy buddy. He really digs her, so I feel I don't know. She is married to cruiserweight champion Cedric Alexander, so there's there's oh. that kind of tie in. Um, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 and oh, he was God. there with their with with their daughter and watching watching her mom wrestles it was kind of a really nice moment. Oh, there. I love that so much. That's really and incredible. Then, and then poor Zeuxis made her made her daughter cry. So Zeuxis. way to go! What or a Z, name! ZXs. I can't. They said it like five different ways. Like I don't know it's which one it is, but not good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too hard. <laughs> she's she's. I feel bad for her because like everybody else got this really nice video package, like showing them on the independence, and then for her for for Zeuxis, it was just like here's her doing a peace sign, here's her doing this, and that was it. Yeah. Was like, oh, God, like. Go go help her out, but it was one of those a match that I was like, oh man, was uh, Mercedes Martinez and Ashley Rain. I was like, oh man, like we're just really going to do this, aren't we? And Mercedes Martinez got the victory, which I'm not surprised mm -hmm. at all. She's she's great. So in the in the second round, Mercedes is going to match up with uh, Mako Satamora. Oh, interesting. That's not a, that's not a spoiler. That's just that happened last week. So. Um, oh, that's really interesting. I think that I think that's gonna yeah. be a really good match. Oh, God, 
there's so many things I want to say, but I'm not gonna. No, you gotta. It's... What? You have to tell me why I'm wrong. <sighs> Please. I just get excited. You're not, you're not, okay. Okay. You're not wrong. It is the best match of the tournament. Oh, oh yay. I was like, no, it's, I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, set your expectations uh, to whatever, but it is outstanding. Oh, man. Like, I'm talking standing ovation after it's over amazing match that makes me so so happy yeah it's they oh my god they kill each other it's great okay good okay good good. okay right when you said it like sparks flew in my little head i was like oh there she is oh i'm i'm excited to watch that one again Mm -hmm. like i can't wait to watch that one again like outside of being there but uh casey catanzaro it kind of surprised me that she won because she is about a full foot shorter than reina gonzalez but man casey for someone that's not been in this, it been in the business very long, she's doing pretty good. Well, she's got some, she has some pretty nice moves. Yeah, I mean, she's you know she's an extreme athlete. She comes from mm. uh, what is that show with the American Ninja Warriors? Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, you know, it's funny too. When I first moved to Los Angeles, I was an assistant at a an agency, and the desk I was on represented her. Um, so good for Gersh. Good for you guys. You really got your girl out there. I appreciate you. <laughs> but yeah, she's, I think she's incredibly physical. I also think there might be invested interest because she has been on TV before. Um, so, but not, not to discount her as an athlete or as a worker at all. Cause she's very good. Um, but I was also a little surprised that she won, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And she actually, though they didn't show it, which is weird because they showed Lacey Lane messing up a move last week. She messed up really bad a springboard off the ropes, and I guess they just cut it out for this episode. But oh. draw your conclusions from that. But uh, we also had Deanna Perrazzo, the virtuosa, yeah. defeating Priscilla Kelly, and the Fujiwara armbar specialist was definitely on point. I hadn't seen Deanna in person in a while. Mm-hmm. Like a long time ago at an NXT tape, it was like she was 2015, there, I think it was. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while, but man, she is she's great. Like, there's not much else you can say about Deanna Perrazzo. I like seeing people come back, and I like seeing them come back with a different energy. And I think she gave that she's kind of calmer for some reason. I don't know. There was something there, but yeah, I it was good. And and Priscilla Kelly also a fan favorite there. A lot of people were invested in. And then it was one of the it was another one of those matches where people were like, oh, like I can't believe they're matching these two up because I saw a lot of chatter online about the crowd at the at the Mayon Classics. Like, man, this crowd is dead. It's like, no, we literally didn't know what the brackets were until the second night, like halfway through. Like we didn't know who was wrestling yeah. who. So when somebody comes out, it's just like, oh, and then oh, yeah. So. We just didn't know. We didn't know what to expect. But as it went on, we kind of started piecing it together. That's so that's that's kind of that's kind of like that, the we didn't know. Things. No that's kind of how they tape. I can't imagine going to one of those and trying to figure out what in the world they're doing. I, it drives me crazy, honestly, because I'm trying to guess, and then it's just so not it's so not worth the guessing. Just enjoy the wrestling. But I also love seeing not saying I love seeing Prazo cry because that's evil but i you know it was very sweet to see it was very nice to see and you know like it's kind of a homecoming so it's it's nice she was the hottest female free agent she was initially supposed to be an all-in but nxt came calling and she went a walking so can't really blame her for that 
it was a it was a decent episode with some decent matches there. Let's go ahead and let's move on to this week's NXT show, which I man, I gotta tell you, just not much. Okay, not I much only going watched, on. I have to be very honest with you because you know we're in this together. I only watched the Nikki Cross match. That's all you need okay, to watch. Good. That's that's really it. I'm glad you watched. That's what you watch because it was like it was three squash matches. Oh, fun. That's bi- yeah. Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan uh, won over. Jaoud and Caesar Bonat. God, I can never say his name right. Bonani, okay. which I hadn't seen Caesar in a while. He was like the mo- the breakthrough NXT performer last year, and then didn't wrestle until like I don't know if he's injured, but he hasn't wrestled in like six months. Well, like I, hadn't seen I him guess he's TV back to time. get squashed. He was he actually had a really competitive match with Adam Cole at one time. I think he even beat Andrade C and all. Oh wow, okay. Then Shayna Baszler beat up a uh, a girl by the name of Violet Payne and then stepped on her arm to where it looked like she Ooh. broke it. And then she kept trying to choke her out and just Baszler being Baszler. Yep. Uh, not much there. Lars Sullivan uh, destroyed Raul Mendoza. Poor Raul Mendoza. Two weeks in a row just get absolutely annihilated by Lars Sullivan. What, why this is happening to him? It's, it's something to do with EC3. Like when we were at the tapings, they were like, EC3 is going to be in action. He didn't wrestle. So that was kind of weird. But uh, and then of course Nikki Cross and Bianca Woo! Belair went to a double countout. Man, this match was awesome. Unbelievable! Bianca Blair, B- Bianca Belair can get like I, she's amazing. She's incredible. Did you see her deadlift? Like it impresses me every single time. Like I know, like they can they tout her about everything. They're like she's a four sport athlete. She's this. She's that. I'm like I understand that, but she just deadlifted and then gorilla pressed yeah. another human being like it was nothing yeah that's like it's like airplanes like you can explain them to me all day but i'll never really understand how they work that's how i feel when i look at her i'm like how do you do that and then everybody's like muscles rachel and i'm like but look at her she's mythical but you you want to talk about somebody that has it all like you you get the look of her and she's she's athletic she looks unique She's got attitude. She's got, I hate to say it, she's got swagger. I just don't like yeah. that word. It makes me feel old. Oh, so crazy. She's just, she's just, she's young. She's got it all, man. And she's going to be a mega star. If they let her. Mega star. I hope so. I hope, I really hope so. When you see stuff like this in NXT, this is what scares me is that when you see stuff like this in NXT and you're like, don't lose it or like, don't. Treat it well. <laughs> Don't hurt her. Nikki Cross can do anything. Nikki Cross is Teflon at this point. She, if she wins, we expect it. If she loses, we're not yeah. mad. No, she's she's very cool. She's a great performer, and she plays her role very well. And it surprises me that she didn't get brought up to the main roster with sanity. Like it, it just made sense to me. Like that's a whole. I'm group. happy she didn't. To okay. be honest, tell me why. Because I want. I, she needs her own time. I, I'm happy that they're giving her this time to develop herself outside of them because she's shining so much more and i yeah i i i'm happy for it i think it's the appropriate developmental decision do you think that in terms of nxt um women the women's side of it do you think they just don't have enough depth at the moment and maybe that was part of it too yeah that's interesting you know because when you saw people like charlotte and becky and NXT and Sasha and NXT you could see that they were stars and you could see like you could see them with belts like you could see them as champions Mm -hmm. and I don't get that 
often with the women of NXT. Yeah. I get workers and like, that's not to say that they're not great and powerful and different and their characters are unique and wonderful, but I only get like, that's why Nikki cross excites me so much. And I'm happy that she's having time to develop herself because like when I see her, I'm fully engaged and I'm with it. And I believe that she's a champion. Same with Bianca. How do you, do you feel that way? Am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're not wrong. I, just, I, I see what you're saying because, you know, back in the day you had like Paige, you had Emma, then you had Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, Becky, yeah. Dana Brooke, Oscar, Emma, I said Emma already, but she was in there at NXT again, but you had Ember yep. Moon and now it's, you know, Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Sane. And then you have like those two, Shayna, Kyrie, and then it's like this cutoff and then it's Bianca, Nikki Cross, you got to throw Candice LeRae in there. Then it's another sure. cutoff, and then it's like there's Lacey Evans and Aaliyah and Deanna Perrazzo and Dakota Kai, like in the hierarchy. I'm not talking about talent-wise, for goodness sakes, but just that's kind of like the hierarchy, and it just kind of seems like they're getting there in terms of it. But when I look at the women of NXT, I'm just like, well, there's only like three or four that are yeah. top, top women. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're not wrong. Just also, you saying that made me remember that I have to correct myself that the Killer Bays who were wrestling PP Ray at Bar Wrestling, that's Heather Monroe and Laura James. I get them confused only because of their associations to Joey Ryan. <laughs> that's my bad and I'm so sorry and they're very different wrestlers and I like them both equally and separately from each other and I'm sorry. <laughs> you just saved us from housekeeping next week. I so. know, yes. I know. Yes. <laughs> that... When you said that, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, Lucha Underground this week. And kicking it off, we had a Gift of the Gods championship match out of nowhere between the great Ivelisse and El Dragon Azteca. And El Dragon Azteca took the victory, but that's really not even the story of this match. Because after the fact, we had Exolicious... And Joey Ryan show up, and they invited Ivelisse to join them in a in a trio, so they could challenge for the trios championship. What do you think of this team? I'm obsessed with it. I, everything about it is weird and like other and perfect. I'm obsessed with this team, but uh, I do want to just quickly shout out uh, Azteca's leg drop to uh, Ivelisse at the end, his finishing leg drop because it looked so gross and she took it <laughs> amazingly so shouts to y'all yeah no i'm obsessed with this i i, I think it's gonna be wonderful exolicious is my hmm should i say it y'all yeah, say it is my favorite wrestler in the temple right now uh, okay. i just everything about him is absolutely perfect his technique the way he wrestles the way like his style i i can't he's sweet and innocent but vicious at the same time i'm just so obsessed i think this is gonna be a fun i just what i really hope for is that they're not gonna gimmick the shit out of it like i hope that they really focus on the fact that they are good wrestlers and you know it's not gonna just be a bunch of dick flips and a bunch of butt stuff it's gonna be dick flips and butt butt stuff along with really amazing wrestling I, I don't think you can ask for any more than that dick flips, butt stuff, and great wrestling. I think that's right, just, exactly. that's like movies and popcorn. That just, yeah, 100% with you there. And and your take on Exolicious about being one of your, or being your favorite person in the temple this season, I'm right there with you. Like, yeah. Exolicious is right up there. 
Like if it's not if if he's not one. Yeah. I can't think of anyone that's impressed me more this season. I mean, this season, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. This season. I if this were last season, I would struggle with Jeremiah Crane mm. or now Jeremiah Snake. But yeah, no, Jeremiah Jeremiah Snake. I can't. I cannot say it seriously. It makes me cringe so hard. With his like his painted like purple eyes, and it's it's just weird. It just it doesn't fit him. It. it just I don't like it. I just don't like the name. I just don't like the name. It's so on the nose. It's like, couldn't you just, I don't know, could, Crane, you could come up with something, some alliteration of that that had something to do with reptiles that wasn't just literally Snake? You know they had a meeting and they were like, all right, well, what are we going to call Sammy when he's in this this reptile tribe? Um, uh, Jeremiah Snake? Yeah, Snake. Sure, that works, whatever. Let's move on. Yeah, I mean... Part of me thinks that it's supposed to be like tongue in cheek and funny. That tribe takes itself so seriously that I feel like it needs a name that is not that. But hey, I promise I'll get over it. He's got a cool cool mask though, with like the fangs. I think that's kind of neat. It does, yeah. And he's an amazing wrestler. So who cares? Absolutely. Mil Muertes was up next as he took on King Cuerno, and these two battled all the way to a double disqualification. These two were kicking the living crap out of each other. Just how we like it. I don't know if like maybe I just didn't notice, but it or it's always been like this. But I feel like Mill for this season has been even more jacked than before. Like oh, he no. is super ripped. He is ripped as hell. Yeah, no, he, that's absolutely correct. He bulked up in a real way and um and defined too, not just big defined. I would say like the the wrestling of it all was amazing and there was a lot of like transitions and oh yeah uh mill went in for a power slam and then king cuerno like maneuvered himself back onto his feet with a twill to world backbreaker that's what it was and almost didn't get tucked i know i i I jumped i am a very physical watcher of wrestling and when i watch it by myself i like jump around the room and i almost threw my remote across the across the room and like jumped out of bed so i yeah i got scared for a second there but everybody was okay (laughs) well at the end of the match we well after it was a dq we had el jefe the new el jefe come out antonio cueto and announced that it will be a three-way match next week for the lucha underground championship yep and pentagon put a lot of work in this season it will be mil muertes king cuerno and pentagon dark for the championship uh that's gonna be awesome can't i cannot wait for that one it's probably gonna be up there with my most anticipated matches of this season for sure how about you oh absolutely i'm just sad that i can't like i want to see it in person yeah it's gonna be insane so much man there's so many strong luchadors in that ring also i just can't get over the fact that we know what king cuerno's face looks like every time i see him come on the screen i'm like i know you (laughs) You're a beautiful man. He's just a beautiful boy. Yeah, I think it's going to be off the chain. Somebody's going to get their arm broken. Yeah. It's really, outside of uh, the, the the match that he had with Cage earlier this season, it's probably the biggest threat that Pentagon's had to his championship since the first episode, since uh, Aztec Warfare. It feels like a pinnacle event. Like it does feel like they've been prepping for this because they have him, de- they have him defend his title so often that this feels like a big enough thing that something may happen that was kind of like my only critique of previous champions like when johnny mundo was champion like he it felt like he hardly ever defended it yeah and if he did it was against people i was like i don't care about that 
But I think that's also a story device of like a fighting champion is a very face move. You know, it's it's okay. you are proving your worth and you're there to wrestle and you're just a true worker and you're in it for the love. And somebody like Johnny Mundo, I feel like it almost perpetuates his storyline of not caring, not giving a shit about the temple that he doesn't defend his championship. He's like, no, this is mine. I'm going to go to take a vacation with my beautiful bride. <laughs> just just being a shallow a-hole. Okay, exactly. I get it. Makes sense. Makes Perfect for his character. Also, shouts to Johnny on uh, Survivor. Oh, my God. Yeah, Survivor. Andy was in uh, last week's MLW War Games as well. Johnny Mundo got into some, some war action. So plenty from him recently. You. And... He's got a title shot at Bound for Glory, uh, the Impact pay-per-view against Austin Aries. So, yeah, John Morrison, Johnny Mundo, everywhere. Okay, so our next match was the the Reptile Tribe, which we talked about earlier. They defeated Phoenix, Aerostar, and Drago for the Trios Championships to retain. And uh, this was a different Phoenix. He was dressed in all black, and he was still doing his, like, kind of dazed zombie bit. But... Drooling. It was gross. Uh, yeah, he also kicked the shit out of Aerostar. Oh my god. Okay. That was something else. Talk to me about it. What was it? Drago did one move that I have to shout out very quickly. It was a, I think he calls it a DDTJ. It's a basically a tilt-a-whirl into a DDT, and it is, I rewound it probably seven times just to be like, you are a master and I have to like put in my 10,000 hours just to study you. I love you. <laughs> um, yeah, that was absolutely incredible. So uh, Drago, hi, I love you. Phen- Phoenix was in rare form. That was that stunner at the end was genuinely shocking. Was that a stunner or was that an RKO? It's like a diamond cutter. It was, oh, it was okay, perfect. Okay. Yeah. It um, but it came out of nowhere. So it, did. it was like an RKO in that respect. <laughs> You're right. You're right. It did come right over. But yeah, no. So that was like from a storytelling device that was genuinely shocking. And actually like you could tell that he was turning from the get like he didn't tag anybody in. He just like chopped him for some reason. The Yeah, the way it was executed was amazing. And also Phoenix's looks so strong. I like this Phoenix. I'm into it. Not into shoving women. Not into that. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Because that, that's where I had the problem with it. I was like, okay, I, I like what we're doing here. And then he just full on shoves Melissa down. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold yeah, on. Yeah, not great. Let's pump, let's pump the brakes. Like, I get what we're doing here, but let's not do that. Yeah. I mean, it, it is not great. I think that under the guise of the temple, it's okay. Especially since we know that Melissa is working now. So, like, I feel like... Like, technically, it's okay, but it did not feel great. <laughs> um, I guarantee it. Because, like, no, it's funny because I was watching it in my office with a couple coworkers just, like, looking over my shoulder, not knowing anything about wrestling. And um, they were like, wait, she's in a dress. Is she consenting to this? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, yes, technically, because it's part of the show. But, like, I understand your feelings. She's a mother, Phoenix. You can't be pushing her down like that. I'm pretty sure she was also pregnant during that if time okay well that makes it even worse no 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 she couldn't have been she couldn't have been timing would have been a little off probably yeah well had anything been amiss i'm sure that her boyfriend i don't know if they're married no not but yet. her fiance her significant other her fiance would have had something serious to say about it so they are so yeah. cute together i have never seen a couple so in love truly 
Like it's adorable. Yeah, they were together because uh, Mel does uh, Melissa does the ring announcing for bar wrestling. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, so they were together at bar on Wednesday, and um, he took the mic from her, and he was like, "How amazingly beautiful is my fiance?" And then just walked off, and every girl in the audience was like. <laughs> He's not wrong. I know. She's gorgeous. Can we talk about her for a second? Because I feel like she is like the unsung hero of Lucha Underground. I'm not talking about like even the Kill Bill stuff. Like that was great. That was that was amazing. But just her ring announcing and like her energy. Yeah. She's she really is the unsung hero. Like she's if she was taken out of that equation, it just wouldn't work as well, in my opinion. Because you got Matt and Vampiro, who are are great on commentary, they're a great team. Then you got Melissa, who does the ring announcing. Mm-hmm. Then you've got like all the crazy Dario Cueto stuff. That's another piece. And then you've got all the wrestling and everything else. And it like all fits together so nicely. And I don't feel like she gets her due as being such a great part of that. Yeah. But she, in my opinion, is one of the most important parts of that machine. I love that. I love that you said that because I totally agree with you. I think that Melissa Santos's energy is what carries the show. And that also, if you watch from season one, she has evolved so much as a ring announcer and as a performer and as a worker, obviously, but um, she's evolved so much and you can tell that she has a deep passion for it and she's really made it her life. And I, I think you're totally spot on in saying that she deserves a do for that. She's incredible. Yeah. The reptile tribe got the win and, and, and yeah, Cobra moon, Looked like they, I thought they were going to recruit Phoenix there for a second, but mm-hmm. they just kind of slithered away with their title belts, which I guess is fine. And that was, that was kind of the end. That was the, the wrestling portion of the show. But, but after that was over, we got a visit from a certain Marty the Moth, and he decided to pay El Jefe for a chance at El Dragon Azteca Jr.'s Gift of the Gods championship match and something else? Question mark. Were you happy to see Marty the Moth return? Is he one of your favorites? He is one of my absolute favorites, especially since um did you ever watch America uh, American Horror Story? Yeah. Okay, so did you see the circus season? I did. He's dandy. He's the rich kid who turns into a serial killer. He's dandy and I I love this character so much and he's also just so powerful as a worker and that like and on the mic too he's i i mean i think i say the same thing about every single person in the temple because they all commit to their characters a hundred percent because they have to so um yeah i think he's wonderful and i'm happy to see him back but i do not know what this is about i kind of have this like sinking suspicion that it's about melissa you think they're going to continue that storyline it was so fun (laughs) i mean he did kidnap her like poor melissa she's getting shoved down and kidnapped and and God knows what. Yeah. Like you, you, yeah. you think they're going to continue with it? I see. I thought it was like it would be something with that gauntlet because we've never we've not seen the gauntlet since. Yeah, but Aerostar like, has it. Does he have it well, now? He, I, see, he, I forgot. He hid the gauntlet in so, somewhere in some time. I missed that piece because I thought that King Cuerno still had it. It was just like sitting in his thing. Oh, in, like, his, in, in his, his little his trophy oh, room. Uh, I don't know which happened first. Somebody tell us. We'll let Somebody you know, we'll let you know next comment. week. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll figure it out and let you know next week where the gauntlet is. But I'm kind of surprised they haven't really brought that back yet. Because judging by the trailer for this season, it looked like it was going to play a big part. Just I, I think that it's Aerostar, though. I think it's Aerostar. 
but I could be wrong. I really could be. I just, ah, man, I like, I like what he does. Like, you're right. I don't know if I'm quite on the same wavelength as Dandy, because I feel like to me, Dandy's more of a Patrick Bateman kind of. The reason the reason why they're slightly different is that Dandy had no hope of being a normal person and could never try to be. Um, And so they both have this like they both have this backstory of being very, very, very wealthy. And that turned them into sociopaths and like people who like to play God. That's why I'm I think that it's person based just I'm right now I'm getting uh, my master's in forensic psychology. And so I have. (laughs) I have, I'm projecting all of these traits onto him that I'm sure he hasn't thought of. <laughs> he's going to listen to that and be like, what? He's going to listen to this episode and be like, what the hell is she talking about? Yeah, I got to no, add I this know. to my character. <laughs> no, no, but we did talk. I, I did interview him for our Lucha Underground after show. And he also brought up Dandy as a, as a character oh, awesome. reference. So I think, I think we might be on the same page. I hope so. But that's why I think that his ask is human based because he likes to own people and he likes to own things and, um, play God like that. So I'm, I'm curious. Okay. Well, I'm probably off the mark, so I'll, I'll stick with you person getting a master's degree in that department. <laughs> I will, I will, I will stick to you with that one, but that's all, that's all for the wrestling portion of the show. But before we go, so this is going to be our put over segment where we tell you somebody you need to keep an eye out for. Maybe not necessarily someone who's trudging through the indies but maybe they are maybe you know them maybe you don't maybe you're not 100 sure maybe you want to know more so uh i my put over for this week is santana garrett now santana is from ocala florida she's but she's also a trainer here at pro wrestling 2.0 the school here that is uh owned by b brian blair the killer bees she was trained by of course wwe hall of famer nwo member the great scott hall the bad guy some of her accomplishments she is the former nwa women's champion she's also been the shine champion a shine tag team champion she is the current women of wrestling champion uh she competed in the may young classic last year she was in a first round match with piper niven or viper uh she did not come out on the winning end there she's been on nxt here and there just kind of as an enhancement talent or somewhere in a battle royal somewhere. You've probably seen her pop up from time to time. She had a short stint in Impact as uh, Brittany, as a knockout. She didn't. I think she lasted maybe about a year. She's kind of been here or there. Um, in 2015, she was the Pro Wrestling Illustrated's number four ranked female wrestler overall. So she's got a lot going for her. Last year, she was the cauliflower alley clubs 2017 women wrestler of the year so santana garrett's got a lot going on she's she's young she's got a long career ahead of her as well some matches you may want to earmark i already talked about the may young classic first round match with piper niven you can check that out on the wwe network uh mlw tv will be the next two they're on youtube uh one match versus chelsea green which is very good of course chelsea was in the fatal four-way we talked about last week and MLW TV versus Lacey Lane, who is also a local Floridian and in the Mayon Classic this year. So Santana Garrett, check her out. Nice. I just followed her on everything. <laughs> Boom. I should probably get her Twitter handle. While you're talking, I'm going to look that up. Oh, okay, great. So my put over for this week is maybe a little redundant, but it's Miss Taya Valkyrie. I 
know that a lot of you know who she is and a lot of you have been following her for years, but I do think that she should be much bigger than she is. And I hope that in the coming years, uh, she is running not just female wrestling, but all of the wrestlings because she deserves it. So a little background on her. She's a Canadian wrestler. She wrestled in Canada up until, oh, she trained with Lance Storm, which she's, you know, that's amazing. Trained with Lance Storm and then went to AAA in uh, Lucha Libre AAA in Mexico. And then she was the uh, Reina del Reina's champion two times and the Luchador of the Year in 2014 and 2015. Get it, Queen. And then um, you might know her most recently from Lucha Underground and Impact. In Lucha Underground, she's Taya, obviously, with the uh, Worldwide Underground with her husband, Johnny Mundo. Um, One of my favorite matches I've ever seen from her is a no-DQ match with Brian Cage. It is disgusting, and it is amazing. And also, by the way, uh, it was her in-ring debut, which is nuts. Imagine your in-ring wow. debut against Brian Cage. Okay. Um, she competed in Aztec Warfare, where she eliminated Brian Cage, which is very dope. Yeah, so she's currently in Lucha Underground. She is also in Impact Wrestling, one of my favorite feuds outside of Lucha Underground. Ooh, wait, oops, interrupting myself. You have to check out her match with Jeremiah Jeremiah Crane. It is, I almost said Jeremiah Snake. (laughs) Same thing. No! (laughs) Same guy. No, uh, her match with Jeremiah Crane is one of my favorite matches of all time. I'm talking like all time ever in my whole life. And I think it's going to stay that way. I'm absolutely obsessed with her. And then one of my favorite feuds that she's had was with Rosemary and Impact Wrestling. Uh, The Demon's Dance match is incredible. I highly suggest checking it out. You can see it on YouTube. Um, Her feud with Rose, her entire feud with Rosemary is incredible. And she also debuted her new finisher, Road to Valhalla, at the end of that, which was, um, it's, God, everything she does is just so strong. I think that's the only word that you can use to describe Taya Valkyrie is strong. She can do no wrong in my eyes, so I'm really excited to see where she goes from here. Uh, you know, one thing, one match that I remember seeing her in was against, like, Sexy Star and Lucha Underground. It was, like, a no Moss uh, match, I think. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the one where they were, like, hanging wow. from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. Crazy. It was amazing. I mean, blood everywhere. Did you see the blood coming out of Sexy Star's mask? Yes. Uh, Yes. So happy. And now, and now she's like boxing or something. Like sexy stars not even wrestling. Well, so you know about that that there's, whole thing that yeah, happens in AAA. Yeah, right? there's reasons, of course. Yeah. So yeah, we don't we don't you know we're we're team Taya Valkyrie. <laughs> team Taya up in here. Yep. Santana Garrett. Going back to her, her Twitter handle is at Santana Garrett underscore. So at Santana Garrett underscore, follow her. She's wonderful. And Taya is the Taya Valkyrie. Boom. There you go. Two putovers. I feel like I just talked like a mile a minute about a person that I love deeply. So I'm like, I'm overwhelmed with love. (laughs) It it felt genuine. It it was. And it was genuine. So that's, that's perfect. Before we get way too off topic, let's go ahead and get out of here. How about that? Let's go. Next week, uh, next week we're going to have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to preview Hello Wembley, the uh, Progress show that's coming up, which will be headlined by the Progress Heavyweight Championship, which will be Walter versus Tyler Bate, Ooh. and the return of Tony Storm as well. She will be competing for the Progress Women's Championship. So we'll talk a little bit about that before you guys get to see it, and I'm sure we'll have other things in the world of wrestling to talk about. 
But before we officially go, Rachel, where can you be found online and what do you got going on? Oh, sure. Um, well, if you're going to be at BOLA, nope, this isn't coming out. Oh, wait, is this coming out tomorrow? Yes. Yay! If you're going to be at BOLA this weekend, come say hi, please. I love it. Um, and you can find me on the internet at Rachel Sam Evans or Rachel Sam Vance. Depends on how your brain works. <laughs> and buy our shots. Buy our yeah, please do. Let's get weird. <laughs> find me on Twitter at AT Titanium, where I will be complaining about the aforementioned Monday Night Raw and probably uh, talking about wrestling figures because for some reason Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins have got me into that, which is probably going to cost me a lot of money. So. Be sure to check me out there, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week right here on Best of the Rest. We'll see you. Bye. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 